Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. Corey Palm, Tanner Lipset, and uh, head coach Tony Erslin joining you. Uh, guys, we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about this week. The season kicked off. We've got a couple great duels coming up uh, this weekend to preview. But before we get to any of that, I uh, want to really you know spend a little time um, honoring um, a, a legend in the Purdue wrestling world who passed this week. Uh, we, we lost uh, Dr. Don Corrigan. Uh, former head coach and uh, um, longtime, you know, fixture in the Purdue wrestling world and in in, in collegiate wrestling in, in general. Coach, I know, um, you, you know, you you expressed some sentiments on Twitter last night, and uh, just uh, it, you want to go into a little bit of, of what uh, Don Corrigan meant to you. Yeah, no, uh, Don Don was great. You know, he had been here so long, as you mentioned, former head coach, but also faculty, right? I mean, professor here at Purdue had done it all and uh, was still so gracious to always come by and, and just see how the boys were doing in the room and, and catch up, uh, as well as just talk wrestling stories, which I love. You know, he was former, you know, coach in Iowa to his wrestling roots, you know, in Iowa, Osage, Iowa, close to where I grew up in Humboldt. So just a lot in common there. And I just really enjoyed, you know, uh, our time together, you know, brief as it was over the years, still a good friend of Purdue wrestling and Purdue university and, and a man who will be missed. Uh, I know anyone that I'd ever talked about that was mentored or coached by, uh, by Don, uh, a lot of respect and a lot of love for, for him. So, uh, yes, a man who will very much be missed. Yeah. Don was, um, you know, Don was always around the program, obviously with, you know, as long as I've been here, he's, he's been around wrestling. And anytime, anytime I ran into him, we were able to, you know, chat wrestling and catch up and, and, and go through a couple things. Um, did a lot throughout the years with uh, our athletic training program, really helped out in sports medicine. He was often a, uh, a driver for kids, took them to appointments all over town and even down in Indianapolis sometimes, um, you know, allowed him to really stay connected to the athletes and spend time with them. And, and get to know them. And, um, you know, he was a guy that, that loved Purdue. And, and I hope that he knew that, that Purdue loved him back. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, just, you know, sad and our thoughts and prayers are, are with his family, but again, yeah, just such great memories of a man who uh, has devoted a great portion of his life to Purdue. Yeah, definitely. I, I know uh, I first got to know him when he would, you know, just, just show up in the room for uh, just to watch practice. You know, this, this sport has a way of grabbing hold of you. And, and uh, when you grow up in, in, you know, in the state of Iowa, it grabs a hold of you at a very young age. And when it grabs a hold of you, it, it rarely lets you go uh, far into retirement in his case and just love being around it. And, and like you say, great for the program to have him around. So uh, he, yeah. will, he will definitely be missed. Um, no, no doubt. You know, uh, uh, there's no great way to transition from that to uh, to what happened last Friday night, but we'll, we'll do our best. But we're gonna do our best, Coach. Uh, you finally got the uh, you guys you guys finally got to wrestle, and, and boy, did you come out uh, ready against the Wildcats in that uh, in that home opener Friday night, a 28 to eight final uh, on the team score. Um, just a lot of impressive performances, and we'll. Uh, We'll get to, to talk about a few of those as we go forward, but just overall overall impressions of, of the way the guys competed that night. Yeah, uh, Coach Corrigan would have been excited for the guys. You know, he would have been excited for how they wrestled. He, he would have thought they did a good job. So, uh, and, and I felt, you know, very similarly. Um, 
in this year. It's crazy, you know, up and down, right? We've had, we've started practice and had to pause, move locations, you know, for practice and just different things. We've been through a lot and, and I'm a huge believer in consistency, right? Consistency in your training and preparation. And so we went in and I was really eager. I thought we were prepared from, you know, what our preparation had been like, but you never know. And when you put that many freshmen in, due to a variety of reasons, as we've talked about, whether it's injury or, you know, COVID protocols and those things, I just was very interested to see how we competed. And I was really uh, happy that, you know, the guys embraced the moment and embraced the challenge. And they went out there and they wrestled hard. And, and when you wrestle hard, you give yourself a chance, right? I mean, you know, maybe lack of experience, you know, for some of those true freshmen, but they all competed hard. Every guy up and down the lineup um, went out and did their job and got after it and, and created a lot of good opportunities for themselves. You know, specifically, you know, we talked about before the duel, this was the first time that you can remember in your career you had to run four true freshmen out there. And it yep. wasn't just us. You know, Northwestern had a couple of true freshmen in their lineup as well. Um, you know, I think overall, I wanted to say like 10 of the 20 weights were manned by freshmen. 10 of the 20 dual entries were freshmen. Um, and so it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a bit of a youth parade, but um, as you alluded to, uh, our kids were ready. They were ready to go. And, uh, and they, they definitely took the fight. They took the fight to Northwestern. No doubt. Um, if you just look at it, even match by match, I mean, three of the four freshmen, three of the four true freshmen won, uh, which in and of itself is tremendous. But again, you know, if we just look at it individually, you know, uh, Trey Cruzy, you know, had, had a very solid, tough opponent, you know, in Yaya Thomas, um, still went out again, wrestled really hard. Yes, he made some mistakes, but there were no mistakes in effort. You know, he was fighting in, in, in the match and trying to give himself opportunities. You know, he'll learn, you know, he'll learn and grow from that. Um, if you look at what the next one we had was Cooper Nowry, really impressed with him. You know, he went out and executed really well, showed some great stuff, changed some of his holds together, you know, transitioned from one thing to another to another until he had his points, you know, hit a great open blast double shot that, you know, that scored, you know, showed some athletic ability. So, and, you know, and he was one that had pushed up a weight. You know, he's, he's a uh, 57 pounder who had pushed up. So, you know, again, he didn't go out and sit around and wait to see what may happen. You know, he went out and kind of took the match and, and went and got it. And then, you know, you look at McCartney Parkinson and my favorite match of the night, but for the right, right. you know, um, slow first period, wasn't moving his feet. Like he, maybe he should have, you know, we talked to you know, him, we were joking this week in practice. He's got to start moves, moving those size 12s. You know, he's got to get those feet moving to improve his defense, but my man got himself on top and, and he made the guy pay. He wasn't going to sit around and again, see what was going to happen. He went in, he, he got his legs in, he went for his cradles. You know, he was, he was just very tough and took the match at that point, you know, you know by the horns. And, and, and in every match, right, there's always those turning points where maybe it goes one way and maybe it goes the other. And so just really proud that, you know, he got into that second period, got on top and he went after him. He wasn't wasting time. Uh, right. So McCartney had probably had the biggest win of the night from a ranked perspective. I think sure. Knocked off, 20 knocked off number 22. He was number Jack 22. Jessen was, was number 22 at the time. Yep. Um, so, so solid win for him. And then to have, you know, Dorian keys, um, you know, kind of close the show on what had been a good, uh, you know, solid night for us was nice. Went out, um, got to his underhooks, controlled the mat, created pressure, you know, um, 
did what heavyweights are supposed to do. So, and again, another true freshman, great athletic ability, but first time out there, he wasn't standing around, you know, looking around. He he was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to go make this match mine. So just really happy and proud of what, what those guys accomplished. Couple, couple of notes to throw in there. Um, In addition to Cooper wrestling up a weight, you know, Cooper weighed in at like what, 159 so that he could still descend to 57 this weekend if he wanted to. Um, so he was giving up some weight in addition to it being his first career match. Um, Nate Cummings wrestled up a weight yeah. down at 33 to, to fill in a hole for us. Um, Dorian is, you know, he only wrestled his junior and senior year of high school. Phenomenal. You know, this is a kid that, this is a kid that, you know, in addition to his being his first college match, you know, he really yeah. hasn't been doing it that long. Um, <laughs> And it was, you know, leading up to the match that week, it was, it was pretty entertaining. He was, uh, he was nervous and, yeah. and, was, was, and wasn't afraid to tell you that he was nervous. I'll bet. Yeah. You know, it was, it was an interesting, um, it was, I always find it interesting when a kid that young is willing to kind of be a little vulnerable and be like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. Like he, <laughs> he wasn't trying to play tough or he wasn't trying to play it cool. Like he was, he was open and honest about the fact that like, man, I, I know what's about to happen here. I'm, I'm nervous about it. Yeah, but, but still went out and competed, right? I mean, he, oh, used, yeah. it, he used it in the right way and, and, uh, and had a good, good performance. And you had mentioned uh, Nate, you know, Cummings. Uh, again, I think that's, that's, that's a tremendous mention. You know, a 125-pounder who bumped up for us, fought his tail off, was a little short on his finish. Like, it looked like, you know, late in the second period, there were some opportunities there. And we kind of missed our finish. You know, we were in on a leg and, and we just didn't quite yep. get to a strong uh, finish position quick enough and missed it. And that's kind of, you know, when we talk about those moments, I thought that was Nate's moment to kind of bring the match back his way. And, but again, you know, a uh, good effort, something he's going to learn from and grow from. It's going to serve him well. So I'm glad you brought that up. You know, I, I thought all of these guys, we put them in some different roles, but they all, like I said, they accepted the challenge and, and went and competed hard. Before we get too yeah, far away uh, from, you know, from Parkinson, uh, uh, it was really interesting yeah. watching his match. Sorry, because uh, you know he, he got dogged in that first period. You know he yep. gave up a couple of takedowns. He gave up a long ride, um, and and at the end of that three minutes, he looked tired. He looked frustrated, and then completely flipped the switch, like it, it, that quickly. He. His 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 approach changed. I don't know if his attitude changed or not, but like, <laughs> it was a completely different match from that moment on. To to be able to, at that age, to have that maturity, to move forward, to not worry about just what what just happened. I mean that that speaks so highly to his character and to his ability. Yeah, and I think you know the funny thing um, for me with McCartney, and I'm still getting to know him, right? Like you want to mm-hmm. see kids in all of these situations, so you, you really know who you know who they are, right? We've been around them, but yeah, now we're competing, and you get to see all of these different layers. But he's a pretty low key guy, so when you say you know it, you know he looks like he's maybe kind of down a little bit. Like man, he's just low key. That's just him. Okay, right? like that's, that's good to know. Sometimes I think he's just, that's just McCartney. He's a low key guy. Never seems to get too ruffled, you know, on anything. Yeah, uh, as I mentioned, my man's got to learn how to move his feet, right? He's got to learn yeah. how to move his feet and, and, and use that length that he has. Um, but, but I think what you did see, he got more confident. Once he stopped, you know, Jessen off, off the initial, you know, he's trying to escape the whistle blows and he kind of gets him down to the mat. 
you know, when he puts on a tough ride, you could really kind of see him kind of, yeah, this is my opportunity. And he didn't let it slip by. Mm-hmm. Some guys, you know, they don't quite grab, like I said, you know, take charge of it at that moment. They just kind of float on top and are happy to keep him down. And he wasn't thinking about that. He was thinking this, here's my chance. I'm going to turn this guy in. And that's where you're excited for him. He didn't let that opportunity slip. Yep. Um, so, you know, but he is, he's a very low key guy. Um, smart as a whip, you know, kid, yeah, so. really smart kid. Yeah. Very, very bright kid. But yeah, I, I think he just, you know, he, he, he understood how important this was for him to take the match back his direction. And I tell you what, it was interesting, Tony, if I'm remembering it correctly, um, Jessen nearly got away in the opening minutes of the second. Yep. Like he came up to his feet quick and McCartney was able to, um, was able to drag him back down and re recenter himself on top. Um, and so kind of to go back to Corey's point about like how he finished the first period, he's down four one. He's not, you know, he's in his first college match. He may not completely be sure to have the fortitude to stop the first move and hold on to that position before really going to work on top, I thought was really impressive. And yep. then in addition to that, you know, he got the cradle, which was incredible. Yep. Um, you know, and that was, that was, you know, he caught Jess and my surprise with that. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I think we were all a little kind of like, Oh, okay. um, but then to get the second turn in the, in that second period, yep. I thought that is where I was really, really impressed with the fact that like, you know, he, he smelled blood and he kept going, mm-hmm. he kept attacking, he kept, he kept trying to score points, which is obviously something you always stress and you always, you know, he could have been, like you said, there's a lot of kids that would have got that four point turn and taken the lead and been satisfied. They'd have been, they'd have been fine. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Cause yep. he could have, he could have decided to go ahead five, four, you know, he had flattened out the riding time. He's like, okay, I'll take bottom and escape and be up six, four. You know what I mean? Like that, that's a way that could have gone very easily. But no, he went and got another turn, and then he looked over at the bench and he said, "Nah, I'm gonna stay on top. Yep. It's yep. like I'm good. I'm good here. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going at this." So, um, well, I think that know, was actually big in the match too. Sorry to interrupt you there, but no, by all means, go ahead. I think that was important too. Us having choice in the third where we could take top, you know, that was a nice deal. You could put him back in a dominant position, right? You know, but but that's again why we go back to you know we talk about the first period as well, like move your feet because if that's Jessen's choice and he's going to come neutral on us now, he's coming after us on our feet, and we got to be able to move our feet. So I guess that's why I think the way I do, and I mentioned move your feet so you can use that that length you have. But uh, to your point, to have choice in the third, and we go right back on top to his you know his you know strong position, you know where he'd show dominance in the match was was uh you know a a good a good place to be as well i just thought it was really cool to look at the maturity and the confidence level that he had after that first five minutes where he you know he had the he had the wherewithal and confidence to look at the bench tell you guys what he wanted to do you know and and to to make the decision that i mean obviously was the right decision sure absolutely well now now he just needs a go ahead go ahead We've talked about it before that, now, that just grow and develop. you give these guys that, that sort of freedom, you know, they have a say in the matter. If, if they, if something's really feeling good to them, sometimes they can suggest to you and you can be like, okay, that's great. You know, even with a true freshman in his first college match. Okay. If, if that's what you want to try, let's go for it. You know, not all coaches 
even have that much freedom to, to sometimes let them have a say. Yeah, I think, um, you know, they're out there by themselves. We often, you know, we're, we're trying to teach them, right, to, to just be accountable to the wrestling, to themselves, to be, you know, um, you know, a strong individual out there. And so you do, you want to be able to look at a, a young man sometimes and say, hey, this is your match, you know, go finish it the way you want. Now, there's other times we're going to have strong feelings because, as I said, putting them in their best position to finish the match, close out the win, however you want to look at it is a big deal. And that can be different. And sometimes you'll have a young man who, you know, I'm going down just to prove I can get out and they go down and you're rode out or you get turned because the, your opponent, maybe his best, you know, maybe he's AJ shop, right? Maybe yeah, he's got right. tremendous cross wrist tilts and you're trying to prove a point. So occasionally we interject ourselves, right? Or we, hit, but usually the guys know the game plan and, and as the match develops, you know, we can adjust accordingly, but I do, I really believe in each guy has to understand that you got to go with how you're going to, you know, how you believe you're going to win this match. That's a huge deal. You, cause I can tell you something, but if you're not quite bought in and don't believe it, we're only going to get the half-hearted effort. Right. You got to be in all the way on what we're talking about. And, that, and again, that's why trust is such a big deal. You know, trust is important. If you're asking them to do something, maybe they're not quite sure of, they need to trust that, that you're looking out for them. But uh, yeah, I think that that becomes very important in these tough matches. They got to believe this is how I'm going to win the match. And then they go wrestle it with conviction. Definitely. Um, you know, obviously the freshmen, I, you know, I think we all agree the freshmen were the heroes of the night, um, but not to be lost. Um, you know, you preach always aggressive, you preach dominance. And uh, we had two guys really go out and show it in um, Devin Schroeder and Thomas Panola both picking up tech falls, both doing their thing. Uh, Schroeder with a 16-0 tech fall in about four minutes at 125. Uh, Panola put on a takedown clinic, scored eight takedowns, um, tacked on a bunch of stall points, uh, beat a kid 21-6, to and his return to 197. Um, you know, bonus points are going to be huge this year. They always are. Um, yep. nice, to see, nice to see two kids set the tone like that. Yeah, absolutely. And as you just described in different ways, I mean, we, we understand their skill sets, but uh, the objective always is to go, go get your points, right? The wins and losses take care of themselves. And we want to be more concerned with uh, execution of our game plan and performing, you know, uh, to our potential. And so obviously those guys went out and they got to their scoring holds and they were dominant. And, and if there's anything young guys should learn is, you know, hey, if I do go out and I get after, you know, what I'm good at, you know, where I need to wrestle, you know, success will come your way. And that's all we want guys to understand. Just, hey, man, wrestle your match. Don't be concerned with just the wins or the losses. That happens as a byproduct of, of performing to your capabilities. And, and, they, and those guys uh, in particular showed that. What I loved about um, Panola's match, he, he comes in, he gets those first two stall calls in the first 90 seconds. I mean, he was yeah. just relentless. That that kid, like, I, I kind of felt bad for, for the Northwestern guy because, you know, Tom was just a bull always moving forward in that match. And, and I mean, it, it was it was really impressive to see. No doubt. You're going to have to be, be ready to wrestle a full seven minutes. And I mean a full seven minutes because Tom's going to make sure, you know, that there's pace and there's effort in that match. And, and he's becoming better – at getting to, uh, you know, his scoring holds, you know, and in fairness to him last year, he was up at heavyweight 
you can't pull the trigger quite as much. You know, we, as a small heavyweight, we didn't want him going underneath those guys, you know, as much as he did, but you know, he had the underhook stuff. He had the single stuff. I mean, he had the picks. He, he showed, you know, a couple of really nice attacks Like he buried his attacks too. So um, that's the one thing I was happy with is he's showing development uh, with his attacks. Cause he's always had the pace. He's always going to wrestle hard. Now he was showing, you know, that he, he's able to put more points on the board as well. Tom is coming for it this year. That is, that is for sure. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt he's, he's coming for it. So I think that's going to be, that's going to be big. You know, you know I, mean? I, I got to jump in. You, you, you mentioned Christian. I love Christian. He's one of my all time favorites. Great kid, great wrestler. This in no way needs to be seen as a negative to Christian Bruner, but he never looked like 197 pounder. You know, his body type was a little different. It worked for him. He, you know, he made it, he made the most of what he had for sure. But, but Tom looks like the Incredible Hulk out there. Yeah, you know, they're, they're different different guys. Bruner uh, had a lot of length, as you're saying, you know, for the class, weight class. Different body type. Tom, very short, compact, you know, powerful kid. So, but I always go back, like, this is the wonderful thing about, uh, about wrestling. All shapes and sizes, man. You know, all shapes and sizes. You just got to find a way to maximize, you know, what the good Lord gave you. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Uh, when you have a work ethic, you know, like Tom, you, you know, you're, you're going to do that. You're going to find ways to be successful. So, yeah, just like I said, excited for him. I think he's going to continue to, uh, to, to move up, you know, when we talk about it from a ranking standpoint. We know he's tough. I, I expect him to be there with the best kids this year. And so I think the rest of the country will, will see that as well. Um, interesting note about the duel. Um, definitely want to make sure that, that, this isn't lost about the fact that like, you know, we alluded to it a little bit easy earlier, but um, both sides were fairly depleted. Yeah. I um, mean, you know, a lot of, we started a lot of freshmen Northwestern was out with, was without the, you know, Deacon and Davison. Yeah. Um, and they're starting heavyweight didn't pass skin check. Um, you know what I mean? But then you flip it around, you know, we didn't have our 33, our 41, our 49, <laughs> our 65, our 84, our 84 or our heavyweight. <laughs> so, I mean, like it, it's and I think, you know, obviously we're probably going to see a lot of that this year where both sides are, you know, it's going to be some sort of jigsaw puzzle of matchups and um, yep. and, and lineups and whatnot. You know, I, I'm really curious to see how many different lineups we end up using this year over over nine duels. Um, but uh, I guess it kind of speaks to the idea. And, and I know you've preached this to our kids and I'm sure this is going on in every room in the country, but like y- you have to be ready to wrestle like more than, more than ever before. Yep. Hey, um, I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. My hope is to have the, the lineup kind of solidified by the time we get to February that's, you know, what I'm looking at, right? Because what you want to do is you, you want to get some continuity, right? And, and what your lineup is. So I am hopeful um, that you didn't just jinx us and say, we're going to have a ton of different lineups. If we can get that sorted out over the next, you know, two nice. weeks, that would be great. So I'm going to, I'm going to be like that Dr. Pepper there, commercial. Is that going to be that? like that Dr. Pepper commercial where you guys, uh, you, you sentenced me to 10 weeks with that Dr. Pepper? Is that, is, is for jinxing? Yes. Yes. Um, but 
but man, I, you know, but you do, you have to have everybody wrestle. I mean, ready to wrestle. And I know, you know, most of the coaches I've talked to, they're going to weigh in almost their entire team and have the entire team ready to make weight because the day of, and we've mentioned this before, but to refresh everyone's memory, you test the day of the event or you're testing within 16 hours. And so if all of a sudden you have a positive, you've got to have somebody ready. Next man up. So yes, it's created a very different environment. No red shirts. We've we've talked about that before, but yeah, it's, it truly is. You've got to have everybody wrestle and that will probably be a good thing. In my opinion, that comes out of this because in the past when, you know, you have red shirts and other guys, you know, some guys instinctively, they just relax. They know I'm not weighing in. And so they, they slide on, uh, Hey, being ready mentally, being ready with my weight, being, you know, that preparation, sometimes you have kids relax on you. So I do like the fact now that the entire team basically has to be ready. You know, unless you're hurt and we know you can't, can't go, you are expected to be down and ready to make weight and wrestle for us, you know, you know, on short notice. So that may be a good thing. One of the few good things that comes out of, you know, COVID this year is that everybody has learned that I've got to stay ready to help the team. Um, speaking of being ready to wrestle, we had better be ready to wrestle again as we head on the road for our first two, um, our first two duels away from home. We will head over to uh, Champaign, Illinois for a Friday night duel against the uh, Red Hot Fighting Illini and then head north to Madison where we will uh, we'll face uh, the Badgers on Sunday afternoon. Um, Coach, any thoughts just kind of looking ahead to the weekend as far as, uh, you know, we'll start obviously with Illinois um, and, uh, you know, what they bring to the table and, and how, how we match up there. Uh, you mentioned it. They're, they're on a bit of a roll right now. Okay. And so um, they're going to be ready. They're going to be excited to wrestle. And, and so we need to do the same. We need to make sure again, that, that we're, we're better than we were last week. And that goes without saying, right? Like that's just what we talk about. Okay. We competed. We should be better in terms of both our shape, you know, um, you know, kind of our expectations of what we're doing, how we're going to do things now with testing and warmups and all. So, you know, we, we should expect to be better, but you're going to, you're going to go in and, and expect a battle, you know, you're, and that's how it should be, you know, same last year. I mean, I'm sure those guys are motivated. We, that was our last duel of the year. It came down to heavyweight Panola got it done and, and we walked out, you know, winning that duel. And I think they had won maybe five duels in a row or something like that. If I remember correctly, and we came in and, and knocked them off. So again, um, we're going to have to be ready to wrestle hard. I'm confident our guys will be. They're excited. Uh, I like what our preparations uh, been like. Uh, so, you know, again, it's just embrace the opportunity and let's go, let's go have fun. We get a wrestle and that's how you need to take it. You know, there's, there's no more or less pressure because, you know, Illinois has gotten off to a good start. We have expectations for ourselves. And so there's no more or less there than other than, Hey, we expect to perform at a high level and we're going to go compete. Head coach Jim Heffernan has, uh, he has put together a really solid uh, dual lineup on that team, you know, last year and obviously rolling over into this year. Um, You know, they have, while they don't have a lot of guys that are ranked super high and are, are, are huge necessarily like, heavy hitters from a tournament ranking perspective, they are just solid top to bottom. And, and they've got guys throughout the lineup who can really wrestle. Um, you know, like you said, last year's duel really came, you know, came down to the wire. We went back and forth with them. I uh, got some huge wins from Parker Phileas, 
and Max Lyon, um, who uh, I believe we, I don't, I don't think Max is going to be available this weekend. Um, but, you know, we, you know, obviously everything's still fluid. Um, you know, we got huge wins from them. Thomas Panola got a huge win over uh, Luke Luffman at heavyweight. Yep. Close out the duel. Um, you know, Luke Luffman, a guy, had a huge weekend for Illinois last weekend, beat two top 10 opponents yep. in Ohio State's um, uh, Tate Ordorf yep. and uh, Wisconsin's Trent Hilger. Right. Um, was really was really impressive there. So he's he's hot. Um, Tom won't Tom won't get another shot at him because he's down a weight, obviously. But um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Luffman would have wanted that rematch. I guarantee. Uh, but uh, no, a lot of should be a lot of great matchups in that duel. No, there's going to be good matchups up and down. There's going to be a lot of hard fought, uh, close matches as well. And I think the team that makes their own luck wins those tough, hard fought matches. You know what I mean? That that's the team you're going to see. Uh, come out on top. So uh, we just need to be ready to wrestle seven minutes. You know, like I said, that, that at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, it's big 10 wrestling. There's no out of conference wrestling. And every time you put your foot on the line um, you know, it's going to mean something. And so you need to be ready to go hard and, and perform. And, and at the same time, Hey, have fun with this. We are competing right for the now, for, you know, it's the first time in a long time. And I don't want to lose sight of that. You know, these, these kids with everything we've done, Yes, the expectation is to compete hard and get after people, but, but you know, they need to have fun. They need to enjoy uh, what we're doing the next several weeks as we make our way, uh, you know, to, to big tens and then the national championships. Um, anything else on Illinois, Corey, from your side before we move on to Wisconsin? Yeah. Interesting scheduling notes from Illinois. Uh, so coach, this will be, this will be our second duel of the year. This will be their fourth duel of the year, just because of, the way things shook out, they got a, they got a try last weekend. They got a, they actually wrestled the first weekend against Indiana. So they've had a little bit more, you know, mat experience or competition experience this year. Uh, we are their only duel this week, this coming weekend. We're also Wisconsin's only duel this coming weekend. And uh, one thing about Coach Heffernan's lineup, um, next weekend, they go to Iowa City for a try against Iowa and Michigan. So they are the envy of no one next next week <laughs> in, in the wrestling world. Uh, it's, it, you hit them with number one and number two. Number one and number two weekend? on the same day. Welcome so, uh, to the no Big Ten, right? right? Welcome to the Big Ten. No doubt. No doubt. And if and if you don't uh, look forward to that kind of a test, then you you probably are in the wrong league. You should be doing it wrong. Yep. Right? You're you're in the wrong league. Um, I think you know, from a rankings perspective and everybody knows how I feel about that, but what have we had as many as 12 out of the 14 teams ranked? First know, time the, ever, 12 of the, this this year, in the, right? in the coaches so, poll. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like it, every weekend it's, it's another test and you got to be ready for that test, accept it, get excited about it and, and go compete and have fun doing it. Uh, the trip North to Madison. Uh, it's been a while since we've been there. I, uh, I would have to look it up, but it's, it's been a, it's been a, a hot second since we've been up to Madison. Um, we'll go see coach Bono and his Badgers. Um, they, uh, you know, they lost quite a bit to graduation this last year. And, and I don't know, uh, you know, Seth Gross is actually now on staff after finishing up his, you know, very, very good career. Um, Evan Wicks, not in the lineup for them. Um, I'm losing their 49 pounders name right now, but he was tough too. 
Tristan Moran at 41 is gone. Yep. Um, so, so, so they've, they're, we're going to see a lot of new faces in Madison this year. Um, just give me your quick preliminary thoughts on the Badgers. No, I think uh, regardless of the new faces, because uh, we just talked about ours and ours came out and did a nice job. So I would expect that their young guys or their new faces are going to do the same thing. They're going to try to come out and, and do a good job. So we need to be ready. The faces change, but you know, the standard doesn't, right? Like the standard doesn't go away. It, that's going to be what it is. And I, you know, coach Bono and his staff, they're, they, they're going to work hard. They're going to have their guys prepared. Uh, so I, I would expect nothing less than us going out and then um, being ready to wrestle again, a, a tough seven minutes for everybody that we put out there. Um, you know, we got news from both schools, you know, this is going to be an ongoing theme. It's going to be interesting throughout the year. Um, we'll have no fans able to attend at either Illinois nor Wisconsin. Um, so we're going to have to kind of bring our own energy there. That's going to be another, that'll be a unique circumstance that will, you know, after we were able to have limited attendance at our place, um, and have a little bit of crowd support, we're going to have to, we're gonna have to bring our own energy to both, uh, Huff Hall and, uh, the Wisconsin field house. Um, but both will be streamed, uh, both will be streamed live on BTN plus, um, if fans want to follow that way. Yeah. And, and that, and that's, it's disappointing, right? I mean, you know how hard these kids were, you know, how close and tied in their families are, and they would love to be there and, and, and see these young men compete. That's not the case. Uh, we, we all understand, you know, what's going on there. So, so it, it, that's disappointing, but Hey, that this where being on, uh, you know, BTN and being able to watch it and still see these guys compete you know, that'll be, that'll be nice for everyone's families. But uh, you know, uh, to your point, I think this year will be about whoever brings their energy from the bench as well. Right. We need to do a good job to make sure that, that everybody's into the duel and that you're excited. Now, you know, the guys that are going to be wrestling, you, know, you don't need to be ready until you put your foot on the line. But as I mentioned, we're having everybody down to weight and ready to go. So you expect those guys to really be there, support and help create some of that energy for your team. I do. I believe that more than ever, that's going to be a, a big deal because these, these arenas are going to be empty and we've got to bring the energy um, from our bench and that will be key. Um, how do you feel? I mean, this kind of, kind of a, this is kind of a softball here, but like, does the increased travel party size with, you know, the fact that we're able to bring 20 guys this weekend instead of 15, um, does that add, that adds to the, the, the bench excitement and energy level, correct? Yeah, it should, right. It, like it really should, uh, in my mind, like, you know, right. That's, you know, there, there are some guys who may be traveling this year in the past that wouldn't have, right. I mean, typically, uh, for a multiple dual weekend, such as a Friday, Sunday competition, we would have 15. We've got, now we've got 20. So we're going to have five more kids with the ability to travel and you hope, right. That, um, that experience and being with the team and being on the bench during the duel, right? They learn a lot from that and they'll take a lot individually. But then at the same time, hey, be into the duel, you know, uh, you know, help your team uh, teammates out, support those guys and, and uh, you know, let's, let's enjoy this. Speaking to the extra guys and, and, and the extra matches, you know, we only wrestled three extra matches uh, in the first duel against Northwestern because as we said, you know, both, both rosters were pretty depleted. Um, looking to have uh, quite a few more this weekend with Illinois and Wisconsin. Um, you know, how, how exciting is it as a coach 
to get to watch some of these other kids compete that normally wouldn't be able to? No, I think that's, especially in a year like this, and I know I've said this before, but I'm going to go back over it. You know, when you, you're used to having opens and things like this, people, you know, have opportunities to compete. And now to find a way to get a, a young man a match here and there, albeit it's, it's maybe limited, is still great. You should be rewarded with that opportunity through all the hard work that you do. And if you're making weight, as I said, you know, every duel, it still doesn't guarantee you the opportunity. But when you get it, you're ready and you can do a good job. That's the thing I'm most excited about with, with this. Um, you know, you brought up the dual meets or the, the open tournaments, excuse me, in the past, uh, you know, the downside of the open tournaments is mo more often than not, you're not able to be there for those because we have a, we have a varsity competition going on somewhere else. Um, how does it play into their development and, and your ability to kind of see them and coach them and the fact that you're, you're able to do these extra matches instead of sending them on the road um, with one of our graduate assistants or something for, for an open. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's important. It, it allows you to keep a handle on, on those kids and their development or how they're competing. So you can have those valuable conversations uh, and helping them move forward. Right. If you see some things that need to be addressed, right. Because those guys are the future of the team, right. Some of those young guys that are going to these, they're the future and they've got to understand what your expectations are, how you do things that, that becomes incredibly important. And so that's why I really enjoy like the Michigan state open. Usually everybody's at the Michigan state open. So not only do I see the varsity guys, we see everybody else in the building. Um, in the past, you know, you Indy, the Greyhound open, they have that. That's typically been on a day when we've not had other events. So I've been able to go down and see that, you know, the, the past few years. And, and I just find that valuable. Um, to get to know those guys and, and how they compete, where they need to be, you know, kind of pushed or, or developed. So I think those guys, those things become very important. And that's why I love freestyle, right? We, we get done between the season and then you get into April and you got the U twenties and U 23s. And so sometimes those young guys who've not been competing as much, they were redshirted in the past, you get to see a lot of them. And to me, you learn a lot. Um, Corey, I don't know how much else I've got for today. What else, anything else on your mind? Yeah, I just wanted to close the loop on the Wisconsin history here. You, uh, you mentioned it's been a while since we've been there. Uh, 2018, the last time we wrestled at UW Fieldhouse when, uh, we went up there, took a, took a 25 to 15 victory in the, in, on the team score on the season's final day. Uh, the, the duel actually clinched when Nate Lemmicks got a late takedown on Eli Stickley to, uh, to win that matchup 6-4. He trailed 4-3 to three with 21 seconds left, got the late takedown of the ride out to, to clinch the victory. So uh, wins that day by Bruner, Lighty, Ben Thornton, uh, Luke Welch. So it, was, it was a good day for the Boilermakers and hoping for another, uh, another good day Sunday up in Madison. Yeah, no doubt. And then, wait, one funny thing about that, that duel back then, we had a lot of uh, Wisconsin guys on the team. Yep. Uh, we, with the crowd support that day was really big. We won't get that this year. Clearly. I don't think Wisconsin's going to get, get that <laughs> yeah. crowd support either. Right. So, uh, but I just remember obviously great team win, but we had a lot of people in the stands up there that day. So that was, that was a fun, fun day and something I'll, I'll always remember. Yeah. Between Sufloan and Thornton and Morrissey, I, I imagine, I imagine we probably yep. had a, yep. we probably had a, a heck of a crowd there. Yeah, and, and even Max Lyon, who 
is not from Wisconsin, right? Obviously, but Western Dubuque, yep. right on the border, just a stone's throw away. So I just remember we had a, we had a great crowd that day as well. Harry, I got a big follow for Andrew Crone to start off the the, the duel, and and uh, it just yep. sort of rolled from there. Yeah, no, I think we're I think we're good, Coach. Good luck this weekend. Travel safely, and uh, can't wait to see you guys on BTM Plus. Thank you. We'll uh, we'll leave it there until next weekend. Boiler up.